Mel? I rushed over as he collapsed to one knee. Mel, are you okay? I grabbed his arm and tried lifting him to his feet. He held up an index finger as a sign for me to wait. I watched him labor for breath and initially thought he might have had a heart attack. Mel was only fifty-six, but with the kind of food he served at the cafe, he wasn't exactly on the path leading to healthy. I'm, I'm all right. Just give me a minute. For the first time since leaving my shop with Jimmy, I noticed the weather had drastically changed. With the stealth of a ninja, foreboding clouds overtook the sky and choked out the marvelous and rarely seen glow of sunshine. The wind blew in from the sea, wailing like a grieving mother over a dying child. The air was warm, but I shivered in its grip. Jimmy and Dina hovered behind me as I tried to help Mel. Is he okay? Dina's voice cracked, and I knew she was fighting off tears. Mel? He was the closest thing either of them had to a father figure. Their biological parent left when they were both young. Speculations about his departure had come and gone, but no one truly knew for sure the reason for his sudden abandonment. At least that's one thing I didn't have to deal with. When Leah and I parted ways, there were no children involved to complicate things even further. Would that have changed anything? Probably not. Once a certain line has been crossed, there's no going back. Twenty years down the road, if someone steps forward claiming to be my offspring, well, then I might have a problem. Mel reached up and gripped my hand for support. There was a bench out in front of the restaurant, and I helped him sit down. You okay? Do I need to get help? Color began returning to his face, but both hands still trembled. He tried to offer a smile, but it looked more like a grimace. I'm okay, thanks. I joined him on the bench. What happened? I came out of the kitchen and saw him just sitting there. How is that possible? He can't be here, can he? If you're talking about Lance, then no, he's not. It's someone that looks a lot like him, that's all. Dina sat down and took Mel's hand in her own. He smiled and patted her knee. I'm fine, sweetheart. That took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to see him in there. Jimmy moved in closer so he could talk to Mel. Contrary to what Dylan thinks, I believe it is Lance. Somehow he either escaped or was released from prison, and now he's back. Jimmy, don't. I shot him a glare that had death written all over it. It was a look I learned from the before-mentioned ex-wife. By the time our honeymoon ended, she had it mastered. What? You can't ignore the obvious, man. You haven't even seen him yet, so I cut him off. Look, I'm telling you, there's no boys. Mel interrupted, and we both stopped talking. Will you two be quiet for a minute? I can't even think straight right now. Dina rested her head on his shoulder as a tear slowly trailed on her face. He squeezed her hand in a comforting gesture. I knew I had to march inside and see for myself if Lance Puckett had indeed returned to Seal Bay. I'm not a suspicious person by nature, but I couldn't ignore the fluttering in my stomach or the sinister darkness that had blanketed the entire town. Dean would call them omens. I wasn't sure I wanted to call them anything. I was, in no sense of the word, a hero. I worked on computers for a living, a poster child for geeks everywhere. Growing up, 
I never got involved in fights, vandalism, or anything that would suggest I was a punk in any way. I read a lot when I was a child. I stayed indoors while my friends went swimming or camping. My imagination was the tool I used to block out the things of which I wasn't a sizable fan. Other kids didn't pick on me when I was on a journey to the center of the earth with Jules Verne. I was the one giving orders when I commandeered the USS Enterprise. I helped solve a multitude of mysteries as the third hardy boy. In the Marines, I learned how to shoot a gun and defend myself, but focused mainly on jobs that involved using, fixing, or teaching electronics. In the land of fiction, I would have no trouble sweeping in on a white horse to save the day. In the real world, I was nothing more than a computer nerd with a bookshelf full of novels.